Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. This is the Casey and Michelle show, and these are the intro lyrics that we still have never written. <laughs> Whatever, it works. At least you have lyrics this time. <laughs> that's how That's how I spit my rhymes. <laughs> yeah, you just go, uh, what's it called? Um, freestyle. Yeah, I'm a local MC. I'm hitting the yeah. scene. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be talking about you on this on the uh pod. Wouldn't that be great if that's I how both. I made it? <laughs> you make it by twist. by your best friend. A forty five year old white I'm not forty five, but I'm assuming in ten years that's when I'll make it. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's always been waiting for a white forty five year old rapper. <laughs> I mean if Helen Mirren dropped an album, wouldn't that's you true. check it out? <laughs> I mean in quarantine anything's possible. So actually Tina Fey does sh- show up on the Childish Gambino albums because Oh, he was a writer right. on 30 Rock. Yeah. And it's very amusing. It's very fun. You know, yeah. inside knowledge, guys. That's a little drop of knowledge we gave you even before we got into yeah. the real Well, thing. Donna Glover was still at NYU. He was hired as a writer on 30 Rock. Bam. And that's how we got Donald Glover of today. Childish Gambino. Well, then he went over to Community, right? Yeah. And oh, then okay. he also, and you know, released walked. like epic albums and like you know yeah while he was doing community yeah but anyway well we're not talking about donald glover today we could i could talk about it for days yeah but boy do we have some major updates since last week's recording i mean i don't even know i guess we just go from there and say a few hours after we recorded last sunday um we, I saw that Army Hammer was trending on Twitter. And I know, you know, Casey and I have been updating the our listeners on, um, on Army this past, like, basically since COVID started, we announced, you know, that him and his, well, they announced and we reported <laughs> um, that he and his wife were getting divorced. Obviously, there were a lot of stories after the fact of people he were he was dating and a lot of like weird actions because his wife and the kids were still in Cayman and he was in LA and on Sunday there were all these DMs and texts that started surfacing like Sunday a week ago yeah so a yeah week, a week from yesterday because we're yeah. recording on Monday um all these DMs and texts about him and his kink in his kinks but emphasizing cannibalism yeah he was he was saying to women online that he's i'm I'm a cannibal i've never admitted that it feels so good to admit that now and it's like all all right yeah i mean basically from what i saw as the impetus of this was there were these two women who had met who i guess found each other online um and they were both basically connecting over the fact that they had similar reactions similar experiences with army and that they had these like bdsm relationships with him but the issue was that there were a lot of times where consent was not involved in terms of like what type of bdsm and how far he would go allegedly allegedly so for instance this one woman posted that 
you know, he had mentioned he wanted to use a belt and she said, um, okay. And then he said that he was going to clasp the belt and she said, no, um, you know, that's too much. And then, you know, newsflash, spoiler alert, he did end up doing that to the point where she had a photo of like what her neck looked like. She had to go to the hospital. Um, And this is Courtney Vesakevich, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, she and this other woman are they both identified as kittens because he was calling all of these women and there are more out there, but these are kind of the two that have been vetted um, that were being treated in this. I don't even know how to describe it because again, it's not that he's into kink and BDSM. It's the fact that there's this non-consent and I mean, what I think Casey's about to go into is just also like the mindset behind the person um yeah we're not like um what everyone's like yeah if you're your sexual preference you're behind the door stuff that's all up to you that's chill we don't want to throw any shame on anybody's like sexual interests but to michelle's point this woman courtney did they they had a conversation about what was acceptable what was not acceptable over text and she is allegedly saying that it went way too far and she's also given an interview and this makes a lot of sense too because we are seeing the behavior directly from army that she was talking about how he gets out of control right and 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 all the other women that were coming forward that are saying like, he calls them kittens, his kitties and his kittens. So there was some base level groundwork starting for like some very unhealthy behaviors. And if you want to like, just, and that's where the line gets kind of blurred between like, if, I mean, if they're consensually into this like kitty stuff, but then I would assume that they're probably finding each other and being like wait he calls you kitty too okay so we're going through the same exact step by steps in the relationships so it's just well it's it's, a grooming process exactly thank you that's what i was searching for so yeah i mean not not to say he is at the same level as r kelly but having watched the r kelly documentary and seeing kind of how he interact with interacted with all the women it, it started off the same every time He did, it was basically like copy and paste, insert different name and, you know, the same script with everyone to basically see how far he could get with these women. Because keep in mind, you know, they know him as Army Hammer. They, you know, he's a very attractive, wealthy man. Um, Yeah, he's 6'5". I mean, the article that also talking about that Courtney has given is talking about how he's very consuming and his charisma and... He also comes to them as like a broken man and he's like, I need you. I like you are my life. So he becomes very quickly emotionally attached, but in a manipulative form. I was just going to say, it seems more manipulation because he definitely knows what he's doing, especially if he keeps doing this. It's not like he did it once. Yeah. Um, Mm Yeah. No, and, and um, you know, also this week, in addition to that, has been a lot of pictures and stories that are coming out about Army's behavior, even more insane than what we were seeing, like, over the last few months. And I know, Casey, you saw more of that than I did, if you wanted to highlight that. Yeah, so we just wanted to kind of, like, create a parallel story of, like, so these are what the women are coming forward saying, 
And then what we're also seeing is an increase in erratic behavior from army due to drug and alcohol consumption. And there's evidence online. He was posting from a Instagram account that he created that his PR team was obviously not aware of. It wasn't certified. It was called at house of Effie. And he would send videos and screenshots and information to a group of friends in a group chat that is clearly being now leaked by somebody in that group chat because like some of the Instagram content was, is now public. And it's like a woman waiting in on all fours um, in a hotel room and army shows his face and he looks pretty fucked up. Um, And he's just like showing around the hotel room and he's like, Oh, just, you know, that's an extra thing in the hotel room here too. Like, don't mind it. Like he doesn't say that, but that's the vibe you're getting from the video. And then there's video footage of him, licking crystals off of what looks like a a male hand like a friend or something like while he's driving and consuming alcohol and then there's also him bragging about how he has to take drug tests to see his children who are still in the cayman islands with his wife who have been there the entire time in quarantine and in these drug tests dmt which is a very very intense hallucinogen um, it's like on the level of like ayahuasca of what I'm told. And it's very oh, popular wow. in the LA scene. I think Henry Morton, I think was involved in this stuff yeah. shortly before he passed away. Yeah. Yeah. And they were considering maybe this had something to do with it, but apparently it's a very big uh, trend in like at home ther- alternative therapies in LA, but it's just a way to take hallucinogens that are not, I don't think it's quite illegal yet. So I think it's like, is it, I'm assuming it's man-made versus ayahuasca, which is like, is an ayahuasca like in the, in the jungle? That's why. Yeah. I think that's a theory. And then I think the theory is like the base of DMT is like quote unquote natural, but then you can add a level of, um, uh, pharmacology into it. That's why it gets you so fucked up. I was going to say, and that's probably also why it makes people die. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know if there was a dra- yeah the link, but like it's it's it's, it's not, good not a good body. trend. You shouldn't be fucking with this stuff <laughs> yeah, on the level that he seems to be. <laughs> yeah, and when you're tasting crystals, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that that's some Molly. If I like don't know how to do meth or anything, <laughs> and I don't want to know how to do meth, but I feel like you snort meth and you don't like lick it with Molly. You can- I mean, Isn't it tastes it like, like ass, but yeah. You can, yeah, ecstasy. But if in crystal, Molly's the crystallized form of like ecstasy, and and it's and he was just openly bragging about this, which is very very alarming because then it's like, well, you're doing this to keep your child. Like the drug tests are clearly in place because your wife's concerned and he she wants your children to be safe, and you're saying I don't give a fuck because this stuff doesn't show up on the test, and I'm I can still have control over my life and be a parent and. It's it's a crash is about to happen. Yeah. And so what's interesting is, um, you know, we a lot of this has really only been on social media from Sunday until probably Wednesday. We're really the only ones covering it. And then articles started to pick it up because they started seeing connections. And then I think it was Wednesday. um, there, well, there were rumors that the movie he was currently shooting, like going to be in, which is a movie with J-Lo, a, a, a romantic comedy, 
um, there were rumors that he was about to get let go. And then like the next day um, it was announced, but I think he's, you have his actual. And so, okay. Not only was it announced that he was leaving, but I, I don't even know if it was Lionsgate that announced he was leaving. It was no, just, he's saying he just came out. He's and pulling said, out. Right. So he basically said, yeah, uh, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate, the, comp- the production company, is supporting me in this, and I'm grateful for to them for that, quote, unquote. So interesting, A, all of a sudden he cares about his kids when they've been in the Cayman Islands and he's been in L.A. and not with the kids. Not to, not to mention you just mentioned he was doing all those drugs and clearly didn't care about the kids doing the drugs. So it's interesting that, like, he hadn't said anything and then this is what he said because that's from someone who works in communications and was in entertainment PR, that is not what your PR person would recommend you say. So I think to your point, as similar to his social media, he's going rogue. And yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously all of this is still alleged and it's a lot of, he said, she said, even though there is photographic evidence of some of the abuse, but it's not like right now we have criminal charges so it's and there probably won't be honest like that you know from what we know i don't think there would be well i was seeing again a lot of this is alleged because we you know it's all on social and we don't know 100 percent what's real and what's not but there were similar to what you were saying these kittens who are being told to sign ndas there are supposedly like leaked audio of him talking to lawyers about like basically like going around in circles saying what's out there without saying what's out there okay and like saying there are people out there trying to get me um okay so now he's paranoid and not yeah it sounded like him but you know just like anything else it could be fake who knows but it seems pretty legit and what also was interesting um because again obviously in the summer him and his wife him and his ex-wife filed for divorce or the wife filed for divorce I believe um and we didn't really know why and I did see again allegedly responses from the ex-wife to some of these women saying leave my husband alone so there's also the question of how much did she know because then she changed her tune immediately this week because exactly this week she came out with a statement basically saying like she i believe these women i believe these women so how much did she know and maybe did she find out in june or whenever i forgot exactly the divorce was um filed is that when she realized oh this isn't just him flirting with women this is like legit something i need to get out of or did she realize this was happening all along and now she realized it was going to come out and she didn't want to be associated by it we do have some i can't answer part of that there was um during i mean two great articles we would recommend to everybody is buzzfeed's um 10 long years of trying to make army hammer happen 
which was uh when did when did this even get released this was in 2017 i was just gonna say something tells me 2017 i feel like i remember yeah and being like oh this is three years ago four years ago yeah and it goes it's a great article it goes into how like he's had a number of huge bombs from huge studio films and like should not be cast in any of these things so one of those huge bombs was um lone ranger where he's the Lone Ranger and Johnny Depp played Tonto. Uh, nobody saw it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not a single soul saw it. And um, uh, I just wanted on record, too, that I am not a Johnny Depp fan. And I could be much happier if that man was never well, cast in anything ever again. That's another troubled human. Yeah. But that's for another pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he went out during the huge press tour that they made them go on because this film was a stinker. I and mean, they were desperate to try and make it work. So he had did everything and anything that would talk to him. He took the conversation with. He did a big spread with Playboy, where in that article, it talks about how he's obsessed with rope and tying knots, and they thought it might have something to do with this uh, movie, and it just kind of coincided that, like, he would be around rope during this movie, like, riding a horse and stuff, but he's he's incredibly rich, and he probably grew up sailing, so he probably knows how to, like, do nautical thing, like, tying knots is a big thing in the sailing community. Keep in mind, his family is Arm and Hammer. (laughs) Yeah, it's beyond, beyond rich. So, but they start talking in this article about his obsession with rope and he starts talking about that and he starts talking about how, because it's also Playboy, um, they don't really goat him into any of this. Like he brings it up about how he's a dominant lover and how the sex with his wife has changed now that he is married and this is his wife and she is a staunch feminist. And it's kind of confusing about what happens in the bedroom when that hap- when that occurs because He's into pulling hair and he's into, he doesn't say he's into disrespectful things, but he says, I have to kind of pull back on my wants and needs because I want, I respect this woman. And that was a very interesting sentence of like, I see where he's going, but he's saying more by not saying it by it's like, Oh no. Does that mean that the women that you do do these things to you don't Don't respect? respect. Yeah. That aligns with not following consent. Yeah. And yeah. The, um, yeah. And the, uh, interviewer is like, Oh, how does that kind of work itself out in the bedroom? And he's like, well, you know, maybe something will go down. We're both like, um, and then we we kind of maybe we'll stop halfway through and be like, huh, that was interesting. And then like keep going and then finish it up and then like, you know, maybe have a conversation after that. But like he was being pretty PG about it. But this article is, let's see. Um, I was hoping it would have a date on it. Well, you said 2017, right? No, oh, that's no, that a was, BuzzFeed article. That was a BuzzFeed so, one. yeah, Lone, Lone Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, I guess whenever I'll that. Just came Google. Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, um. So it was like he already started um, revealing. Yeah, and it it's just like well, okay. Oh, it was 2013. So we're starting oh, to see wow. like he's starting to already be vocal about his sexual interests, and I don't think we really nor I I can't remember in recent history of any other quote-unquote leading man because he's like a borderline leading man yeah but at the openly same time, discussing their wife's sex life we also don't read playboy regularly but i would That's say true. probably that happens <laughs> that does happen a lot on like howard stern 
That's true. That's true. But at the same time, I, I agree with you. It's not something someone voluntarily brings up. It's more if they're being, you know, baited into the question like Howard or I'm sure these journalists at Playboy. But um, what I think is really interesting, well, in addition to that, what I think we haven't really highlighted is so we we emphasize the kingship and the BDSM, but then there's other this other element of cannibalism. And I didn't look at all the texts and all the pictures because I want to sleep at night. But there are some really crazy things he wants to do. Like he mentions, you know, drinking people's blood, cutting someone's toe off and carrying it around. I mean, those are probably like the least insane ones. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are the least insane because I'm like we've seen that behavior before. I mean, like Angelina Jolie and well, 2.0. I mean, yeah, I mean, we haven't normalized bloodware yet, (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) It's not even bloodware; it's drinking blood, which like that I feel like is even more. Well, there's also like a how many diseases does he have? (laughs) Probably so many, so much HPV. But there's also a group in Austin of um, identify as vampires. (laughs) oh well maybe he'll be moving there but yeah i mean there's just so many elements to this story that like i don't even know if we can give you like the lead it's just all this random evidence and yeah we have that's all we we have all this just like mounting evidence and we still have no statement from his people the studio and he has not gone to rehab yet like once the drug stuff hit the other day i was like clearly they're going to force him into rehab and tell him yeah. like, his career is over unless you go in for a 60 day treatment. I feel like either he's going to need to go to rehab. He's going to kill himself. Not intentionally. I mean, that's true. <gasps> oh, classic kind of, um, autoerotic asphyxiation. I was thinking either audio asphyxiation or audio. What is it? <laughs> auto erotic, erotic asphyxiation, or yeah. just like ODing on all these fucking drugs. Yeah, if you're going to do that Molly shit and, like, fentanyl is, uh, like, a, you, fentanyl is known to be mixed with Molly on a very, you know, not as intensely as heroin, but, like, people, Molly's not a safe drug. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, as a, as a VP of D.A.R.E., <laughs> no, I think I was a treasurer of D.A.R.E., or, no, not D.A.R.E., as, um, Students against sad students oh. against destructive decisions. Yeah, I would have called. We you would learn like, in high school. You just, take, you just need to take Molly once, and you could die if it's not the you know if it's laced with something or it's not made yeah. correctly or whatever. I mean, so or P- people can or, still make pills at home, so like right. you, pills are still not safe. Like, yeah, or he just pisses off the wrong person and they kill him. I mean, he's. If this is what he's doing and he's constantly, again, this is a very wealthy, white, attractive man who has probably gone in everything he wanted in his life except for what's considered a really good career. <laughs> um, yeah, every, his entire PR move, his entire career has been to knock him off that pedestal. Like every interview he gives, he says, like, my mom told us we were not special. Like we were told we were exactly like everybody else. We're on the same playing field, but he it's brought up in like every press conference, but it's also brought uh, or every um, press tour, but it's also all brought up that he is of this legacy of wealth. So in order for him to 
be likable and come off across as he relatable. Needs to, he needs to play that. And also, if you keep saying it, it's it, like it's like Jenny from the block. She doesn't take the six anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we can't believe that he's just like everyone else. And if anyone thinks that, that they're insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this Playboy article also talks about they're like, what do you remember about your great grandfather? Uh, and he said, oh, that he had a plane. And then on that plane, he would have a bucket of caviar, a bucket of lobster, and a bucket of KFC. But he was always there for the KFC. And he never touched the caviar or the lobster. And he wanted yeah, that fried okay. chicken. And that's what he remembers about his grandfather. <laughs> I don't think I ever had lobster with my grandfather. <laughs> or yeah, caviar. I definitely did. But that, we have, yeah, we did two different worlds. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, again... Summers in Maine and Vermont. I don't know what to tell you. We just, it was lobster that we just catch ourselves right out of the ocean. I'm surprised you didn't see Army on the. On Honestly, coast. I'm probably like fourth cousins with him. You probably are. But yeah, I mean, so there's still a lot to tell. It's crazy that all of this has happened in literally one week. And um, I don't expect it to just fall and disappear. No, because it's still the only other stuff that's going on is political. And so this is a good escape, but it's also not, it's being handled as if there was no PR machine in Hollywood. Like it's. Yeah, it's very interesting. And also one thing I forgot to mention is um, I saw not trying to advertise her table talks because, or red, (laughs) you know, I'm not a fan of Jada, but they were showing clips of when rumor was on rumor willis was on recently and she talked she doesn't name a person but she says that she recently was with someone who didn't understand consent and didn't understand boundaries and that it made her not feel good about herself and you know really question things and like not to say it is army but like the timeline yeah, because immediately stuff. once the BDSM stuff came out, the there were uh, a photo shoot service of rumor in um, tied, tied up, up naked. Um, I'm here for like I I'm very interested to see what happens with rumor because rumor was really shot on forever until she went on Dancing with the Stars and won Dancing with the Stars and then everybody's like, hey, she's not just well, like the second well, generation. <laughs> Well, Prez Hilton used to destroy her on, you know, he used to call her potato head because, because, yeah, I mean, when your mom is Demi Moore and your dad is Bruce Willis and you end up looking more like Bruce Willis. Yeah. It's not a good way to write, you know, it's not the best living situation, but it also doesn't help when you have assholes like Perez Hilton making fun of it. And she also, and that was also when she was a teenager and she now I feel like has much grown into herself much more if like and is embraced like she's hot as hell she just yeah yeah, got a little bit more of like bruce's face and then when she was a teenager all the girls kind of did yeah they do yeah but i mean yeah i mean again that's not necessarily saying she's a lot you know she's claiming that army was abusive but yeah and then the we're girlfriend, not, not saying that. <laughs> yeah. And then the girl, the quote unquote girlfriend who has given the interview, uh, Courtney, 
She is a, uh, they were together for about two months in the summer, clearly like right after his wife um, and filed. No, who knows how long he and his wife were actually split up before like the legal stuff happened. Could have been simultaneously while he was with Rumor and 700 other women. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what he was up to? But she also is saying, um, uh, and she, she was like, she's an app inventor too. She like, I, that's all we know about this girl. But, um. She sought treatment in an inpatient outpatient facility after the relationship because she felt so um sorry, I have like the hiccups or something right now. Because she felt so traumatized and emotionally abused. And she yeah. didn't feel safe and yeah. And it's like so it's it's like actions are speaking louder than words. Uh, uh, but we're just waiting to see how the hell this unfolds. Because if if they pull this off and if, if this is what we I can't imagine this coming week of not having any follow-up stories to this. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that unless like, you know, inauguration and other things take over and his people are just hoping it'll go away, but like, it's not going to go away. It's going to be, again, not saying he is R. Kelly 2.0, but just the fact that there are all these women coming out, like it's not going to go away just because you don't address it. And then how is he, what's going to happen for his next uh, like you know where is his work opportunity is going to come from like who's going to say like oh yeah that's who i'm working with i'm I'm, i'll still say on the film like i think he's gonna hopefully be seen as a pariah at this point if if they're not gonna handle it there's rumors that there's a movie he's in now where he plays a villain and that that the studio is like cgiing him out because they don't want to be associated with him um, again, that's alleged because I don't know what he's was filming or whatever, but, um, you know, we'll see. Again, I feel like we could hang up and something happens, so we, <laughs> so may, have true. we may have an update next week, but it's definitely been something that has made Alaria Baldwin look like she's on Sesame Street. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry than pretending you're oh, Spanish. I'm so glad that that still got fried up though oh so good yeah no it was a long time coming but you know all right potentially abusing people is way worse than pretending you're spanish but both are not great (laughs) well this is i mean we could go into happier news that also has a sprinkle of some sadness but yay (laughs) happy announcement welcome to 2021 (laughs) (laughs) can't get one without the other that's not the melody for that song but you, you know no, what I was doing. I knew it. Uh, then, man. Am I tone deaf? Yeah. Oh, I, that's not what I was thinking you were oh. saying, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> and, um, we have um, Sex in the City is coming back as a limited series. We're going to get like a next chapter in the Sex in the City gals' lives. So that's it's coming. I'm assuming HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what is the why I say that comes with like, yay, announcement? comes with a sad little bit of just like what the hell is going on guys it's 2021 it can't even say it's 2020 anymore (laughs) so get with the times but somebody not from the studio but somebody a quote-unquote source then also said because um samantha the character is not coming back so kim cattrall and sarah jessica parker have not made up kim cattrall is still walking away from the series which i get I mean, it's a very complicated backstory with those two. It's like a she said, she said. That's kind of gotten out of hand. And then, 
I mean, to be honest, it seems like the other two women also are on the side of Sarah Jessica yes. or Kim Cattrall. So I wouldn't even say it's a Kim and um, Sarah thing. I feel like it's Kim and everyone else thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's one big reason why Kim really is not coming back and does not want to yeah. have anything to do with it because it does seem like a united front that was not very supportive of her. So we get it. But with her not coming back, they are p- supposedly re- putting two different actors, like t- introducing two new characters. And what upsets me is that they announced this by a uh, quote unquote source announced this by saying they're hiring two feisty women of color, which I just like can't even like that. It's that just sounds like a white boomer writing that. Yeah, it's just like you totally missed the memo on the entire last year. Like, you you can just say we are hiring two new actors to part, like, be kind of adding to the cast. They're clearly not going to be like main characters. It's not going to be, I don't think they're going to be like really kikiing with the girls at lunch. It's just they needed to, they also clearly realized that they, um, how white the cast is and they're like this is unrealistic of us to be in new york and to have this many and to have these stories be the views of only white women of the diverse city of new york but right. it's just sad that they said that the source said that they're hiring two feisty women of color one is to be a quote-unquote strong black woman and one is um of asian descent well, what's interesting is I remember when um, that became a big issue when they were doing the movies, and that's why they hired Jennifer Hudson yeah. to play her assistant. And I did read that she said she's ready to return to reprise her role. So maybe she's going to be one of those people. I don't know, but I mean – Jennifer Hudson's a great actress and whatever, but it did feel very forced. Yeah, the part was really bad. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the movies are not as good as the show. The first movie was okay. The second movie was terrible. And it's just interesting. As much as I love the show and it's still so relatable, even when you watch it back, despite the technology aspect of it, just the way men and women operate and the same frustrations that they have on the show is exactly what you would have now, like living in New York City and dating. Um, obviously, instead of leaving a post-it saying, I'm sorry, I can't, you'd get a text message that says, I'm sorry, I can't. Um, but it's just one of those things where, like, I don't, I know everyone loves the show, but it doesn't necessarily mean we need it to come back. And it's, I'm very hesitant that it's going to be good. I could be wrong. I want to eat my words because I do love, especially Miranda's character. But I do love the women in general. It's just that last movie was so bad that I'm very surprised that they're even considering it. I think it's just, again, all these reunions are coming back. People are in quarantine. They want to be like, bring back to when times were better. And I feel like that's why they're using this time to do so. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good content. I, valid points because it did fall apart at the end but I'm I'm hopeful with this that it'll redeem those because quarantine Michael Patrick King has had plenty of time to really kind of write some things out and thoroughly vet the plot and I like that it's going to be what I remember from reading is a 10-part miniseries so it's going to be like 
was like the whole the season a mini yeah i feel like did they but i feel like they actually got pretty long seasons or am i wrong i'm wrong aren't i, I it's can't still remember. HBO. yeah I i'm starting to remember like the dvd pack of like how many dvds there are. but also remember the first season was so different because they like looked to the camera and then they stopped doing that like or maybe they only did it in the first few episodes but yeah i mean different. i really have to rewatch because the movies were so bad it's kind of spoiled yeah it i mean i would say watch the first movie don't even bother with the second movie yeah. but the show was definitely i mean it put i feel like it was one of the first shows to put hbo on the map yeah no it was definitely there was uh, like a sprinkling of oz and then it was the wire and it was soprano sex in the city yeah and it was like this is where you if you like television this you need to have hbo Actually, I remember their advertisement was, we're not TV, we're HBO. HBO. Which is so true, and it's so yeah. elevated. And I so mean, many things to think about when you statement. We'll get into that when we go into what we're watching, but like we've said it many times, HBO Max has probably had the best content Ugh, since, since It saved COVID. us. Yeah, it yeah. Us. So, and, I, um, and then just on a totally different... I, to be honest, it is very realistic, and I'm guilty of this as well, to be for women in new york that are white and and not have any friends of color <laughs> like, yeah i mean especially at that age because keep in mind they're gonna follow them you know as 50 year old women and, and this started what 25 years ago yeah yeah so yeah. like so to be honest like unfortunately that if you walked into how like my communities have been set up for the most part like you know white women are hanging out with white women and especially at the especially at the age of 50 years old but you know they they would definitely have people in their lives that are not white it's just like yeah are four women going to lunch do we need to have four different colors of women like that wouldn't necessarily be very realistic right yeah you don't want it to be forced i mean we're all about diversity inclusion but it needs to be in the right way so that it doesn't feel like you're just doing you know cut and paste we need a black person we need an asian person we need a hispanic person because that's kind of what it's seeming and so that makes the intent feel less genuine accurate way to bring it around i like that statement yeah you're welcome um should we move on to other yeah breakups of the week yeah yeah do we want to go cheers or jeers first because mine's a cheers yeah let's start off happy because i'm not ready to go into my (laughs) depression well, thankfully, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas's contract has come to an end, seemingly maybe three weeks after she supposedly moved in with him. I mean, we knew from day one this was not real. I didn't. But then Michelle pointed out what I called out on the New Year's special of the pap strolls. And she was like, dude, look, I mean, these are so set up. And I was like, oh, this is clearly evidence that this is set up. Um, but I, yeah, they've been together since like, um, he went to Cuba right before quarantine. Like, I didn't think he was going to be able to get back into the country. Cause like they started to shut down the borders and he was in Cuba, quote unquote, visiting his new girlfriend's homeland. And then all the dog photos and all the coffee photos for the entire last fucking nine months of my life. And then recently they haven't been together. Cause, um, yeah, they both like the she holidays, was, right? Weren't no, they, they spent the holidays together, but she's also started to film something else too. Oh, okay. So um, it was just like you know a classic what 
would have been a summer romance that then we had a global pandemic so like why not keep happening like doing this if yeah and it was how i mean she was in knives out and she you know became pretty well known from that and i think again her pr people were like let's attach you to a big name well she's also going to be the new james bond woman she's the new james and like that got delayed release by over a year and then he is they met on the new ridley scott film which i was reading the synopsis of that looks fucking good but also looks a little bit like um gone girl he's Uh, apparently a husband that allows her to continue on with affairs but then her um lovers start going missing and he's the prime suspect Mm. yeah the cast is really dope and it's ridley scott which i'm into so i'm here and then he's also writing a new movie with matt damon that looks pretty bad but um, i'll obviously watch it and uh yeah so sure her career is on the up and up and i'm just i'm stoked yeah we don't have to deal with these pictures anymore of this bullshit well, on the flip side, I have to deal with many photos. Because yeah, this, this is week, the beginning. Oh, no. And this doesn't this, feel like a contract. This week, Yeah, this is unfortunately not a contract. I was dreaming of it. I was praying to any God that will listen to me that it was a contract. <laughs> because Michael B. Jordan, Sexiest Man Alive, our concerns about him around the holidays with Lori Harvey have been confirmed. This whole week, he was posting photos and videos of the two of them deeply in love. He has a little turtle emoji. That's her, like, his nickname for her is Turtle. Um, which just, like, literally, uh, Casey and I were talking about this when we saw it. It's like, we went from a man who never showcased, like, real love and emotion towards uh, a female that wasn't like a friend. Like He was you know, very private be- about it, constantly asked, was constantly respectful probably respectful on tv but like secretly responding to people's dms not mine yeah um and now <laughs> oh, could have been okay. and now he's like i think what did you say they're on vacation right now in st bart's with steve harvey yeah they were we when we reported they were in they're in a mountainous area on a snowboard vacation when it was like a confirmed romance and then this just today confirmed that they're in St. Barts on Steve Harvey's yacht because Steve Harvey makes I don't know 150 million dollars a year because he has seven shows and good for you Steve I mean I do love family feud with him so yeah I'm not gonna hate but like I mean Lori is also not Lori's literally done nothing with her life she's just an I mean she's a pretty face and she's become an influencer slash model on social media and she, i mean she is gorgeous but she's 24 yeah. and he's 30 Six. i guess yeah he's, he's our like age. our age yeah 34 something like that so it's just like again he should have been with like a tessa thompson or a lupita like someone who is just as incredible uh, in what yeah. they're doing on this planet as he is instead of what i feel like is just like a thirst hungry attractive girl who yeah had, who's just lucky because her stepdad is steve harvey yeah yeah that's what we're, we're we were just hoping that he would date i mean obviously we don't know her but like we just yeah we're just we just want we don't equal, know her but we know enough equal to rights know. 
Yeah, we don't know her, but we know enough to know she doesn't deserve him. <laughs> I know. Who else would be a good... I feel like he would be good, like a designer or something, like a jewelry designer. I mean, I liked him with Snow Allegra because she is an incredible artist. And, like, yeah, she's not at the same level as Michael B. Jordan, but she at least is, like, The talent is there. The talent and giving something to the world instead of just a pretty face. I just hate when they go to... It's so cliche to go to a model. Like yeah. I not even like be... a working model that we know of. Yeah, like, like not even like a Gigi Hadid or like which I wouldn't want that, but like at least Oh, he and Bella would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I don't I don't like Bella as much as Gigi. I, I don't know. I just feel like I hope it doesn't work out, but I feel like it's gonna go to at least engagement. I mean, we're we both feel like we're getting this information six months too late. Like clearly he has been already with her for a while and being DL with her. And that's what we're assuming. Cause if you're going to go public like this, like he's got to have some serious feelings. It couldn't have just been someone you met two days ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um, my and from everything broken. that he said, he also could be the opposite of his words. He could be somebody who like, like just all of his words that every time he was asked, like what's going on, he's like, I'm making sure that my family is set up and that my career has longevity and that is my goal right now so i'm creating my production company and he'll it just he He's just like very into giving back and like yeah he had like a 10-year plan and and i think creating his own family was part of that 10-year plan as well and it's just i was just hoping he'd be more like of a george clooney like date around have a bunch of really attractive girlfriends but wait until you're like in your 50s to find someone who is doing something like way more accomplished than just yeah, like making like more, some movies yeah doing more than just the artificial superficial stuff that is hollywood that's yeah. what i was hoping for him and who knows maybe that'll happen down the line you know maybe his dick's, dick's got a bigger brain than his actual brain and he was just like that like you fuck I mean, good and i'm in love he could have anyone yeah, he is sexiest man alive, and he was that in our eyes prior to. Yeah, People Magazine is like ten, not ten years. He hasn't been around that long, but like five but years too late. Five years too late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, you haven't even seen Black Panther yet, dude. Oh, that body. I know. Okay. Well, now I'm just like. It's no, you like, need to see it. I need to see it. It's the same. Well, yeah, there's a lot of movies that were on my list. Call, call me maybe or or whatever that one. Yeah, yeah, call me yeah. By yeah, your yeah. Name. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, I thought it was called me. Yeah, call me. No, call me, me. That's the song. Um, but now I have no desire to see it. <laughs> I know, little Tim Tim Chalamet. I know, I know. But, Black Panther. I would love to hear your because you that would be your first Marvel. I just want to hear your opinion on that movie. No, I'll see it. It's just I got to be in the in the mindset. I just would never know what mindset it's going to be for you to watch a Neither superhero do I. movie. <laughs> I have to be like bored out of my mind and like nothing else to watch. So it's so good though. I, just, I know, but I know it's, it's just I not your genre. Know. It's not. I to, yeah, I have to mentally prepare myself for a superhero movie, even though I know I'm going to really like it. And it's just such a good like plot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I love should we Winston Duke. Yeah. Should we move up. on to what we're watching? Angela Bassett. Okay. Yes. <laughs> movie i'm gonna make me go watch that movie after this to be honest with you so maybe i'm watching black panther again for like the 14th time um what uh oh i started watching um one night in miami regina king's directorial debut on amazon uh honestly i didn't finish it i stopped halfway through i don't know if i wasn't in the mood for a movie it's um 
the story of Jim Brown, uh, Mal- Muhammad Ali, um, Malcolm X, and, and Sam, Sam Cook coming together a night after um, Muhammad Ali becomes the champ. And he starts and he confirms his um what is it when you join a new religion? When he go when he becomes conversion? Yeah, when he like Malcolm X is like he's committing to a conversion to the nation of Islam. Got it. And I didn't think that that's what the movie was about. I honestly I did stop halfway through because I, I lost interest. I liked how they introduced all the characters and that's and I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it to me it just got boring. My mom texted me actually last night and said she watched and loved it and recommended it. So okay. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you were just not on the right mindset because I do want to see it and I'll be curious myself um, if I'm – I mean, the concept is cool. It's obviously yeah. fictional, but it's still – I mean, the actors are great and Regina King is amazing. amazing. Yeah. So I'd like to think that it would be good, but – me too. It might be one of those movies you need to be like again in the right mindset. Yeah, I think that was part of the problem. But we're yeah. both. I mean, do you want to go into what we're both watching? Well, I was going to say, okay. speaking of movies, I watched The King of Staten Island on HBO Max oh, nice. last night, which, as my dad would say, was worth the price because it was free. <laughs> um, it was it was good. I don't think it was worth all the hype it got. Like when it was when they were hyping it on, you know, Judd and everyone in the world was doing the promo for it, doing, yeah. you know, press for it. Um, but it was better than I anticipated it being. And there were a lot of New York comedians who have cameos in it. And there'll be a lot of people you'll recognize in addition to the main characters, which like Marissa Tomei and Bill Murr and, um, or sorry, Bill Burr and, um, Steve Buscemi like there are big names but then there are also a lot of like comedic names yeah um it was it was long though it's over two hours and yeah it's a Judd Apatow classic yeah it doesn't need to be that long but again it was worth the price but I'm glad I didn't pay to rent it when it came out word cool yeah but yes moving on to finally Casey is caught up to and we highly recommend if there's anything you watch yeah, run. Year. Don't walk. Yeah, run. Don't walk to search party on HBO. Like Max. if you're working, stop working and turn on HBO Max. If you're listening to this pod and you haven't watched it, stop. Listen to it. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> and listen to it because um, it's just like so. It I actually watched it when it was first on TV. You want to say what it is? <laughs> I said search party. Oh my bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, we haven't even told them what it is. Search yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Search party. So I initially started on TBS um, like four or five years ago. Yeah, I think. Because we're on season were, four now. I think two seasons were on TBS. And then I feel like I was the only one watching it. And I was like, this is interesting because it starts off basically these friends graduate NYU. And, you know, you're at, you have just graduated college trying to find yourself, whatever. And one of their classmates that they vaguely know goes missing and one of the girls in the group of friends um, her name's Dory in the show she kind of decides it's her mission to help look for this girl yeah she's super lost and she's like this is something that I can help this somebody. is like my meaning in life right yeah. now to help find this girl Chantel and, and Dory's so that- played by Elia Shawkat and she deserves 
a fucking Emmy, especially after these two past seasons. But yeah. Yeah. And so I obviously don't want to reveal too much what happens, but every, like, that's the starting point. But like, I can't even describe to you where it goes. And it's a dark comedy. So dark. So funny. It's so funny. So dark. Very thriller mystery. Yeah. And also a lot of character development. (laughs) And it's like what I was telling Casey last night is I know I'll probably sound insane, but I would compare it to succession in that the character development is amazing. You have no idea where it's going to go and you're rooting for kind of terrible people or people who are doing, making really terrible decisions. And each pathway that it goes down makes it better normally you might have a plot line that like you're like okay i the b plot is falling apart on this show i can't really deal with these two characters anymore bringing me back to the a plot of this show this every time it gets thicker and deeper and meatier and like and just to give you context i watched seasons one and two like sporadically i was still interested in it but then yesterday i finished season two and watched I all of season three. I think I watched seven hours of this show, and they're half an hour episodes. Yeah, short. Um, Ten episodes per season. Yeah, and it's interesting because Casey and I were having this conversation. Like it was on TBS the first two seasons, so I don't think it really got any love. Now that it's on HBO Max, and I will agree, I think season three is. I mean, they're all great, but season three is unlike anything I've seen before, and I'm start. And season four has just started. Um, they're releasing three episodes at a time and I just watched the first three on Thursday when they were released and I was mesmerized by where it went because like even when season three ends you're like how are they gonna top this and it's just I'm already yeah we're a few episodes into season four and it's like how does this get better and it does they uh, the writing the the casting the writing and the casting, it's like the people who have come up and created and written and been on the show, it's like you want to be friends with all these people because they're all so talented, but also so funny. And as obviously a New Yorker, I appreciate it because it's very, obviously it's taking place in New York, but more importantly, it's very, remin- I mean, it's it's showcasing for hipster white. Entitled, terrible entitled, human beings. Terrible human beings who are in really who make really terrible decisions and yet you still want you're still kind of rooting for them but also like what the hell are they doing yeah they're incredibly codependent with each other they're they're disaster of people but you find yourself being like i we we want them all to win i mean across the board they should all deserve nominations for everything i wanted to hate on meredith um hagger or hagner who um who plays the blonde chick because she's married to wyatt russell in real life but like she's just fucking great she's like goldie hong 2.0 and if you you and if you don't recognize a lot of these people that are playing the side parts and bits like you need to imdb them because these are all the comedians of new york that's like the next generation yeah a lot of them were like within the ucb circuit and had had spotlights on them at ucb while i was just taking classes there and it was like these are the people to watch and then they're all getting cast in this so no one is bad it's yeah i mean you even have like some snl people that show up chloe Feynman's in season three and four 
um, who is she's amazing at. I mean, I know I like her more than you do, Casey, but like she's so good at just. She's definitely a YouTube talent that deserves to be off YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I was really hating her for being a YouTube talent that then got onto SNL, but like she's clearly, after also listening to her on Lost Culturistas and learning how intense of a drama school she went to, I was like so into her stories. Yeah. And the way she does her impressions, like she's, she's not winging it. Um, that, yeah, Ellie's character too is just Elliot is my favorite character too because he's just such a hot mess. Um, he and yeah, I mean, God, Casey yeah. and I talked about like I know everyone loves Shit's Creek. I think that this is way better than Shit's Creek. I yeah. like to think that now Shit's Creek is over. That maybe this year it will get recognized. Yeah, because nom- at least with nominations. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Because it's not yeah. we're not trying. It's a, it's they're different. And they're, oh, they're totally different. Yeah, it's just we but are confused, and, and also like people relate to Shit's Creek, and yeah. Shit's Creek deserved everything that it got its attention for. But I, we just feel like we are more tapped into what is actually good than the than the actual Academy, and they get like swept up in like rumors and hysteria, and like oh, this is the new show, this is the new show, but they it's almost like they ignore a lot of actual talent out there. Once somebody says, this is what you should be watching. So we're saying this is what you yeah. should be watching. Well, cause it's similar to people where they're like five years too late. Shit's Creek only was acknowledged in its sixth season when it was ending. Whereas it was definitely should have been acknowledged earlier. And yeah. I think the same thing's going to happen with, especially now that it's on HBO max. I think I'd like to think, it'll get nominated for something even if it doesn't get you know it doesn't sweep it should it, it should because i we neither of us can think of a better comedy that is available yeah 100%. across the board and it'd be super fast for you to catch up on and you have nothing else to do and the vaccines are not coming out so stay home take a day off you can watch all four seasons <laughs> i mean casey watched a season two seasons in a day so <laughs> if casey can do it so can you goals <laughs> um yeah i guess with that anything else that's it for me kid all right well i guess we'll keep you guys posted next week i'm sure we'll have some more army news i mean i hope not but we kind of hope so right i kind of hope so for the sake of women everywhere but um i guess until next time peace out cub scouts peace out